Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. If you want to practice a little compliance today, why don't you go on ahead and hit the like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by poor man's normal, but I can't have my phone. A couple years ago, I was an admin assistant at a pharmaceutical manufacturing company. Because pharma, everything is kept in hard copy, and I mean everything. Said hard copies have to be stored for a specified length of time. It takes a lot of room, like a lot. Our particular facility storage was a couple of rooms located upstairs and across the rather vast building from my workspace. To get to these rooms meant going through the part of production floor and up a lift. My assistant manager, here and after called Buttman, was of a particular A-type personality. He had his own specific and minute rules about the phones, my duties, my behavior, even the color I kept my hair. One of these rules was no mobile phones at the front desk. My celly had to be out of sight. One glorious day, Buttman assigns me to help another department to sort, organize, and file their old work orders. It meant locating from storage the boxes containing work orders of a select time period, putting the work orders in an approximation of chronological order, labeling them, and restoring them. As can be assumed, much of this happens in those storage rooms located upstairs and across the rather vast building from my workspace. So, off I toddle without my mobile. Come back down after some two hours away from my desk to butt man practically purple with rage. Where were you? I say, upstairs doing the work orders for other department. They say, and where was your mobile? I couldn't find you. I had to answer the phones. I say, um, it's, you told me I can't carry my mobile at work. Butt man just goes silent. I think his brain slipped to gear for a moment. Next day, I was ordered to have my celly on my person anytime I left my regular work area during working hours. Isn't it so nice of them to get upset about you having your phone, only for them to turn around and get upset with you for not having your phone? Would you try and get them to pay extra for you having to use your cell phone during work? Considering I assume this is OP's personal cell phone, not some work cell phone or walkie-talkie? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is by Venangia. You need HDMI cables. GameStop, that meme stock, has a trade-in program for video game consoles. I went to trade in an older Xbox and I was told they would only accept it as defective because I didn't include an HDMI cable, which was not in the box when I bought the console. I had to buy it separately. Their public information about trade-ins simply said something to the effect of, you must include all the stuff that came with the console. Several rounds of pointing out the ludicrousness of this later, well, do you need batteries for the controller? I didn't include those. They say, no, we don't, of course. 
I say, why not? They say, uh... I went back home, console in hand to get an HDMI cable. Well, what do you know? I happen to have a 6-inch, 15-centimeter long HDMI cable. I got to hook up a cable box to a receiver sitting directly above it. Both receiver and cable box are long gone. And now, GameStop has a 6-inch HDMI that they'll have to replace before they sell it to someone else. Hope that was worth it, GameStop manager Brad. You gotta love the GameStop trade-in policies. They're not gonna make it easy for you to get any kind of reasonable value out of those things. Oh, I can give you five bucks for that console. Especially because it's not all there. Our next story is by Sector17 Underground. Sure, I'll photocopy 20 incorrect induction forms for you. So I work security at a place I won't name. One of our duties is to make sure any contractors working on site are inducted. This is done by having them fill in a pretty basic multiple choice question sheet, which takes a couple of minutes. It's not much of an induction, but it covers basic safety stuff. Anyway, our security office is pretty small, so normally we give the people paperwork and send them a way to fill it out. They can even email it to us if they want. Of course, the contractors love this, as non-English speaking workers are pretty common and we tend to get stacks of inductions coming back with eerily similar handwriting and sometimes the same mistakes. I've raised the issue before, but if management doesn't care, then why should I? Believe me, I've gotten into scraps with my immediate manager before about how lazily the things are run and nothing's ever done. So I've stopped caring as long as it doesn't get too insultingly obvious. So yeah, one day it got pretty insulting. We get a guy come in who's a little ballsier than usual, He's got an induction sheet already filled out and asks me to photocopy it 20 times. To be clear, all the questions have already been answered. He basically just wants his crew to sign their names on it. I obviously say no because even I have some standards, but my manager insists that I just do it. We get into a little argument. My manager takes me aside and basically gives me a rundown of how sick and tired of my crap he is. My crap being that apparently I'm the only one who complains about the low standards of our work and how it would make everyone on the team liable if anything ever went wrong. He tells me to just photocopy them and that's that. Okay, so I give up. Go to photocopy the inductions. As I do, I realize that it's actually the wrong induction sheet. I don't know where he got this particular form from, but it has 14 questions instead of 12. And on top of that, four questions, a full third of this very simple induction, are incorrect? Nice. So I photocopy the inductions and hand them over. Sometime later, we get 20 inductions scanned and emailed to us. Holding in my laughter, I reply to the email, CCing in our higher-up manager as is procedure, informing them that not only is every single induction riddled with a large amount of errors, but that they appear to also be identical, and that it's not even the right form to begin with. Within minutes, we get a call from our higher manager wanting to speak to my immediate manager. I can't hear what's being said on the other side, but my immediate manager says that he photocopied the inductions, and I hear muffled screaming coming over the phone. My manager then nervously backtracks and says that I photocopied them. The phone's passed over to me, and I tell my higher-up manager exactly what happened. The phone goes back to my immediate manager, and the screaming continues. My manager ends up taking the phone call in the back room for about 10 minutes. When he comes out, he's obviously shaken and passes on to me that the group of 20 contractors 
will now be instructed to come in one at a time and fill in the paperwork in person while my immediate manager supervises them. Since then, my manager seems to have suddenly become very concerned with occupational health and safety. OP kind of trained this guy to do the job right. Good on OP for just sticking with it, giving in, and just kind of revealing how incorrect they'd been. This next story is by Voldenope. I have to squeeze past you to get off the bus? Okay. This is my tiny malicious compliance story, which happened in my first year at uni about 8 years ago. The bus I, then 20 year old female, had to take to uni was the most popular route in town, meaning it was always packed. Because I got on at the first stop, I always had a window seat which meant that someone was usually sitting next to me when I had to get off, and I had to do the awkward thing of lifting my backpack and straightening up in an exaggerated fashion to show them that they had to stand to let me pass. No problem usually, just a bit awkward for socially awkward me. One morning, a guy in his 40s sat next to me and promptly manspread it across my seat, pushing his leg right up to mine. I thought it was weird, but hey, maybe this guy was painfully swollen or had no self-awareness, or both. Anyway, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt, and as he was focused on his phone and ignored me, I did the same for the rest of the journey. Then, when we were getting close to my stop, I started the awkward, I have to get off so let me pass, show, no reaction. So I stood up from my seat, still no reaction. I say, sir? No reaction, I tapped his shoulder. Sir, I need to get off, can you let me pass? The guy looked up at me and with the widest, most disgusting grin said, Well, sweetie, looks like you're gonna have to squeeze past me. No problem for such a skinny girl, right? Some of the passengers standing around us noticed and were about to intervene, but I was pissed because at that point I had missed my stop and I wasn't sure if he was a pervert or just liked to pee on people's days, but I didn't want him to win. Also, no one had ever called me skinny. I have what one would call childbearing hips, thank you very much. So I smiled at him and said, okay, have it your way. My backpack was filled with half a dozen library books that I was going to return that day, and it was bulky and heavy as freak. Usually I would have put it on after leaving the crowded bus, but not that day. I shouldered my backpack so it was hanging at the right height and clumsily, forcefully, and, just in case he was indeed a pervert, in no way sexily squeezed past the guy, dragging my huge backpack across his face. If I leaned back to make sure to really get his nose, well, that surely wasn't intentional. And if he admitted any pain-fueled protests, well, they must have been muffled by my backpack. As I was standing by the door waiting for the next stop, I looked back to see him covering his nose with his hand. It looked like he was checking if he was bleeding, but I don't think he did. He might have had a scratch or two from my backpack, but he wasn't injured or anything. His pride was, though. He kept glaring at me for the glorious half minute it took for the bus to reach the next stop. I was in such a good mood, I didn't mind walking back to where I was supposed to get off. Well, first of all, I'm really glad that this isn't some, like, really handsy kind of jerk. Like, there were some concerns, at least the guy didn't prove those worries true, right? But this guy still did exhibit some pretty weird, disgusting behavior. So throwing your backpack over your shoulder and basically scraping their face with your backpack, that's pretty good. And our final story of the day is by Griselda Loves Cats. Don't even say hi to them. 
Many years ago, I was the junior manager at a restaurant known for sausage and older customers. A few weeks into my training, one of the senior VPs at the company decided to hire his mistress to redesign the decor in the stores in my area. Y'all, never let your side piece take part in your job. She had no qualifications and the worst taste. Truly abominable color and pattern combinations. Picture pink floral wallpaper, geometric orange carpet, and baby poop brown slash green on the chairs and booths. I cannot adequately describe the atrocity of her designs. She also was moving display cases, where things were in the kitchen and grill areas, and more. All of this was to be done at night so that we didn't have to close during operational hours. I was the one who had to stay all night while they made these changes. Two weeks of working all night supervising, I was horrified at the plans and told my boss, who agreed with me. Then he told me to just read a book or something so I wouldn't be accused of sabotaging the design. This had just happened at two stores that were remodeled before ours was. My manager then told me that I was not to even speak to the workmen unless they were taking food or restaurant supplies out of the building. I clarified that he meant not saying hi or anything else to them for any reason, including good manners or work that had a serious problem. Another manager got fired for talking too much with the workmen and then objecting to the hideous new decor because corporate was that awful to managers. A couple of nights later, I noticed that the workmen are obviously not doing things right. Not because things looked hideous, but because they were doing a crap job of it. They had to move some of the electrical outlets and several of them were smoking after they put the outlet covers on. They also shot hot sparks when you plugged anything in. I didn't say a word. After all, I wasn't allowed to talk to the workers, unless they were stealing food or restaurant supplies, so I ignored it. When the GM came in, he tried to plug in the calculator in the office that the workmen moved. It shot out sparks. He then asked me why I didn't inspect everything the electrician did and insist he redo the outlets because of the shoddy worksmanship. He also got upset the day the wallpaper was hung. A couple of strips were upside down, the edges were curling, and overall it just looked horrible. The trim that they painted had lots of drips and splatters and mist spots. It was just a mess. Boss was far from happy that I didn't monitor the quality of work, that I had no authority to do anything about, I was just there to keep them from stealing. I told Boss that he said I was not to talk to the workers unless they were stealing food or other restaurant supplies. I also mentioned that I was not a building or electrical inspector, so how should I know if they did a bad job? I didn't tell him that my parents taught me to redecorate and remodel. Dad was a shop teacher and doesn't see gender as a reason not to learn life skills. In our family, fixing it yourself is a life skill. When the district manager came in to see the final results, nothing was fixed because even my GM didn't have the authority to make workers redo anything for any reason. He was furious. It really looked that bad. We had the CEO coming in to inspect later that day. It was awesome. I got called onto the carpet for allowing the workmen to do such a bad job. My general manager's head exploded when I told the district manager that I was not even supposed to say hi to the workmen, much less criticize anything they were doing per a direct statement from my GM. I didn't get into any trouble and the district manager thought it would be hilarious, except for the part where we were left at the store that looked atrocious 
and had entire sections where electric work was bad enough that we were afraid the store would burn down. It legit was that bad. We got a new crew of workers, and I got to spend 10 more days supervising the workers. Easy month on that job. Getting paid to read, chill, and nap. Well, who wouldn't want that? Getting paid to read, chill, and nap sounds pretty good. Just thinking about raking in money while you were asleep, catching those sleepy waves. It's like, yes please, where do I sign? I want that so bad. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.